2: Hi, this is Alex, and a bit of a different show for you today. We did a live show at Toronto Comic-Con 2022. This is a fun little non-canonical episode that we have for you. So the audio that follows is everything from that. So there's the uh, live show and a Q&A. Enjoy. So normally for like a show like this, I feel like you would start with something like, who is excited? And then everyone goes, <laughs> whoa! And that's great, but this is a horror show. <laughs> Which is the wrong tone for this. (laughs) So what I want to do as a warm-up is I'm going to count to three, and instead of going, well, like you normally would, I'd like you to all, like, just give me a little scream. Like I've jumped out from behind a corner, and I've just gone, like, blah. And you're like, ah. doesn't need to be long. doesn't need to be shrill. Just give me a little, like, ah. All right? I want to try that, all right? So one, two, three. Excellent. I'm gonna do the annoying thing. I want to hear it even louder. Yes. Yeah. One, two, three. (laughs) Go. All right. Excellent. Welcome to Parkdale Hot Live. Cam, roll the theme.
3: Yes, I'm at the open house. This place is fine. Bit of a 1970s time capsule, but everything sells so fast these days that it could be on fire and still fetch two mil. Sorry, what? Yeah, the, 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 there's a few people here. Uh, maybe a uh, dozen or more so far. Oh, right. And what happened with the deed for Sick Kids Hospital? Oh, we got it. Brilliant. That is prime real estate in the core. I can't wait to repurpose it into something actually useful. Oh, well, that's that's uh, well, that's well, uh, just the price of uh, doing business. Plus, it sounds fake. A hospital for only sick kids? Really? Oh, oh, really? Well, that, that that's tragic, actually. Um, I'm sure he'll be back on his feet in no time. Kneecaps grow back. They don't. <laughs> uh, well, you learn something new every day. Anyway, I'm sure the kiddies will be fine. I'm just glad I finally wrapped my wings around that location. Uh, well, I'm going to go. There's some more potential buyers here. Uh, I'd uh, say I need to get to selling, but these places practically sell themselves these days. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. I'm Austin Bird. Uh, I just want to welcome you all here today. This is a real gem of a property that just came onto the market. And today you'll be getting the tour from another gem. Me. But enough jesting. If you look around, you'll see that this is a wonderful and historic piece of local architecture. Plaster walls, original detailing and lighting, and the woodwork, beautiful. Original detailing and lighting. Oh, I just said that. Just think with the contractor. You can rip all of this out, turn it into an open concept live work space in a jiff. Now, if you'll come this way, you can see the kitchen is a bit out of date, but it's nothing that can't be modernized. This place has great bones. I believe the pipes are relatively new. Let me just, uh, turn this one on. And... Now, I know that looks like blood. But I assure you that it's The red color is just some rust in the pipes. Nothing, uh, to worry about. Uh, and I know there's, uh, a, a few bugs skittering around. Uh... There are no infestation issues. I assure you. You know how you know how it is. In any hold else, there will always be a little something creeping its way in. Uh, oh, this well, you can see the lovely built-in cabinetry. Uh, oh, apparently, great place to store preserves. Someone here likes uh, pickled onions and uh, tomatoes. Funny that uh, that uh, one looks kind of like a, an eyeball. Uh, <clears throat> okay, who knows that, what the kids are into these days? I, I can't keep up with the latest food trends. Uh, moving on. Oh, don't pay attention to the red stain on, on the wall. That will buff right out. A magic eraser will do wonders. I assure you. There are multiple bedrooms upstairs. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you did you see a figure up there? I I, I or did one of you guys go upstairs? Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure there's just someone hoping for a sneak peek. It's a bullish market out there. People are always trying to get ahead. Uh, anyways, there's also a, a spacious basement. Did you see anyone go down there before as well? The, I mean, the lock is still on the door, uh, so no one is down there. There, sh- Should we check? N- no? No, no? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I can't be anyone down there. They, they just can't. So, stop. Uh, uh, well, guess we won't be getting any surprise guests then. <laughs>
2: Uh, Owen, could you like put the groceries and... Oh, boy. Uh, hi. Claire? Why is the house full of people? This surprise party's off to a weird start.
0: Uh, excuse me, but why are you here? Who let you in? And, and who's this? Ah,
3: uh, uh, Miss Sturbeck, hello. Everyone, this is Claire, uh, the current owner of the house. Uh, the owner. Of
0: the house, as in the once and future, Mr. Bird. Who are all of these people, and why are you in my house, you parasite? Yeah, and if this is a
2: surprise party, I'm going to require at least one of you to say happy birthday at this point.
3: Excuse me. You asked me to be here. What? Your letter. You sent a note saying that you were ready to sell the house.
2: And that didn't strike you as wildly out of character.
3: I thought that Miss Beck had finally come to her senses when it came comes to relinquishing ownership of this place.
0: I most certainly did not. I, no, I mean I do have my senses, but they would never inspire me to contact you about anything. And why would I write you a letter of all things? Did we suddenly get transported into a Jane Austen novel? Do
4: you honestly think that even if she did want to sell the house, she'd sell it to you?
3: Well, I am the best at
2: being the worst.
3: Okay. Excuse me, but get out of my house. I, I just think you should have avoid being too rash.
2: You're in her house with people who did not wish me a happy birthday. I might add. It's not your birthday. Yes, but they don't know that.
4: <sighs> okay. Also, nobody took their shoes off. Guys, seriously. I mean, not one of you could have wiped your feet.
0: Okay. All right. All of you out. Door is that way. Yeah, yeah, you with the muddy shoes, out. Oh, but I I like your coat, though, that's really cute. but, nope, nope, get out. Out. Okay, you have 30 seconds to explain yourself before I ask Owen to throw you off the porch. Yeah,
4: I've been doing 10 push-ups a day, so uh, I think I'm ready. You
3: said you wanted to show the space. When? Uh, As you can see, I received a letter stating that you were interested in showing the house right here. I assumed you wanted a paper trail, literally.
2: Claire doesn't even like responding to work emails. Do you honestly think she'd send a letter like, Dearest Austin, our distance is so great, but I dreamt last night that I did giveth mine property unto you. Like, are you kidding me? And is that... does that letter have
4: a wax seal? What is that, Parchment? Did this come to you on horseback?
0: Is your office of a telegraph?
3: Of course not. I don't. I don't even accept faxes.
0: And yet, you considered that to be a legitimate piece of correspondence. An orthodox, yes.
3: But I always jump at, an op- jump at an opportunity that presents itself.
0: Okay, can I see that? <clears throat> dear sir. I would like to offer the space located... If you could kindly bring interested people to the house so I could use their uh, fodder for my sacrifice, a key will be placed under the mat. Those interested should be brought in immediately. The house must be relinquished. There will be canapes available as well. Best, cla- <laughs> um, I obviously didn't write this. And did the language not tip you off? Did you assume that I write like a Zodiac killer? Yeah, it says something about all willing bodies
3: needed. Admittedly, I did find that odd, but I've overlooked more for less in this market. And I know a sale when I see one. I mean, you've, you've been quite verbose in the past.
0: I was possessed.
3: Really? Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. You believe me? No, that sounds silly. Also, I had gotten word from your assistant that she'd meet me here along with all the potential buyers. She said this was a bit of, what was, what was the wording she used? A fire sale.
0: Who said they were my assistant? I forgot.
3: Lauren. Uh, Liana.
2: Did she say your name was Lydia?
3: That's it. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, she was quite rude at times. What's, what's on the back?
4: Hmm? There, there's writing on the back of the letter.
3: Oh, I never noticed there was a postscript. Um, Sanguis tuus effundit. Don't ever read mysterious Latin. Are you new here or something? Get that back.
2: Wait, let me see that. You are aware this is written in blood, right?
3: No, it, it isn't. That's... Oh, my God, that's disgusting.
2: <laughs> let me get this straight. You get a letter on parchment, written in blood, with Latin text on it, and you think, yeah... This feels legit.
3: Well, this is not the first odd item I've had to deal with. You've ever have someone hand you a legal document printed onto handmade paper? <laughs> I have. It's very difficult to sign with that kind of grain.
0: Okay, I don't I don't care. It doesn't matter. What matters is I didn't give you permission to host your little deranged open house in the first place.
3: Rick, as I keep saying, you could be very rich young lady if you sold. Uh-huh. And then what? I have some lovely investment condos for you to pursue. Like, uh, like oh, like a Liberty Village?
0: I don't really like Liberty Village.
3: Uh, what about actually, uh, they're, they're, well, they're all in Liberty Village. I mean, you shouldn't exclude it. It's not like my clients actually live in the condos they purchase. It's just a thing people of a certain status possess, like, uh, particularly nice paperweight. How about we start you with a charming studio? Get out. Fine. And I'll take this and keep this as evidence of your continued harassment.
2: Oh, my God. Buddy, you are moments away from getting egged, and I don't take that lightly because I just bought these eggs.
3: Are they free-range? Out. Okay. So I, I must say, if you're going to write odd things in Latin, you could at least do a better job at translating because this is gibberish. And, and you know that how? I studied the classics for a time.
2: How is that both surprising and unsurprising?
3: It's sloppy. There's a line here that says, when I arrive, remember. Porte cohibre donek ose repunte. Oh. Well, fine. Good day to you as well. What did I just say about reading Latin out loud?
4: (sighs) Um, yeah, so here's some news. The, uh, The front door's locked, and I can't open it.
2: Cool. That's very cool and good. I love being trapped in a definitely haunted ex-cult house. Uh, what could go wrong? Lots of lots of things. Horrible things. Horrible,
4: deadly things. Yes! Oh, it, I know. Okay. I was just checking. Anyway, this door doesn't even feel like it's locked. It just feels like it's painted on the wall. It won't budge at all.
2: Right. Um, I'm going to go check the back door and then the windows.
0: Great. I am so glad that idiot realtor got us trapped in here indefinitely by a mediocre Latin. It's not like I had other plans or anything. Should I sell it? Maybe I actually should sell it.
4: Or maybe raise it to the ground.
0: Okay. Um,
2: I checked the back door and the windows on the main floor and they are all sealed shut and they're also warm, which is probably a bad sign. What kind of warm? Like feverish skin.
4: Should we try smashing a window?
2: You know what? Go for it.
4: Uh, all right. Okay, the little baller stool, this is for your own
2: good. Okay, so the window is fine, but we're down one seat, and I guess the stool has been sucked into purgatory.
0: No, that's too bad. I liked that
2: stool.
4: Right, so we can't break the windows. We can't open the doors. Uh...
2: I don't think it's just, a, just the house that we're up against right now.
0: Did someone just slip a note through the door? What the hell?
4: Is it also written in blood?
0: Hello, friends. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, Weird opening, but okay. I noticed that you made everyone else leave. That's a bit rude of you. I only wanted more bodies for the flames. It's a sacrifice I was willing to make, but now that you're all here, I have the option of getting the three of you out of my hair. That's great news for me. Less so for you. But who cares?
2: Still a weird vibe.
0: Uh, the doors may have locked me outside, but that doesn't mean you are safe. I will push my way in through these walls until the fire of Moloch peels the skin from your bones. I will concentrate everything I have on this space until you are all ash in the cooling remains of its foundation. I am waiting. I, I am watching. watching. You, you cannot, cannot leave. leave. The, the house, house is sealed. sealed. Anything protecting it will degrade, and I will burn this place from the outside in.
2: Is this, who is, is this from who I think it's from? Love and light. Lydia. That's it. No one has a worse ex than me. Like, why even just fill the house with prospective buyers anyways? I
0: think she's just a huge jerk. Okay. Are we sure everyone left? I thought they did.
4: There's there's no one down there.
0: I don't see anyone here either.
2: It's getting warm in here. It's getting really warm in here. How
4: are we supposed to figure out how to get out of here?
0: I don't know.
4: And what if we screw up and get killed? Or the house just takes us out on its own because it's bored or something?
0: I think we have to hope it doesn't. Hope feels
2: like the wrong emotion right now. You know what my emotion might be? Fear, maybe. Crushing despair. Knowledge that my last meal was from Pizza Pizza. God, I have wasted my
0: life. We'll find a way out. Uh, listen, this is probably a bad idea, then but don't do it. But I'm going to try to open the window again with my hands. Did you
4: not see the bar stool get sucked into the ether?
0: I mean, maybe it was just reacting to aggression. What happens if I just touch the window? I can can see see everything everything you're doing. This house is where your bones will be be found and burned. Uh, What was that? That's new. Okay. I think we need to figure out how to fix this. And fast.
2: You know what? No one else is allowed to complain about their ex ever again, other than me, because I don't think anyone else can top homicidal death, ca- death cult later.
0: I mean, you're right. But what about Marcus?
2: Marcus's worst crimes was that he chewed with his mouth open and kept calling you after you broke up because he had a dream that you were still together. I would take a thousand Marcuses over
0: this. Okay, good point. But remember how he called his mom mother? Like, he would call me and go... I'm sorry. Mother needs me to come over. It was so creepy. Claire. Sorry. 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 Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Doesn't compare to death cults. So
4: Lydia's outside somewhere. We're trapped inside and the walls are metaphysical lava. Yes. And she's going to find a way to destroy this place with us inside. Yes. I think you have the worst ex.
2: I know. Is it weird if I have a beer while waiting to see what happens? Maybe. Cool. Uh,
4: you know what? Not really.
2: Cool. I hate the waiting. What? I'm impatient.
4: I'd prefer it if we got out of here.
2: Enough with the logic. More of more accepting our doom.
4: I'm going to take that beer away if you're going to mope.
2: Fine. Where's Claire?
4: She's checking through some books in the living room to see if there's anything that might help us. Any luck? No. I found a couple recipe books from the 1980s, though.
2: What kind? Something interesting or something deeply dated?
4: The second one, 1988 Jell-O cookbook, baby.
2: Oh, no. Uh, cucumber. Wait, cucumber relish? There is no reason for Jell-O to include onions in it. Maybe our punishment is to, to eat this.
4: <laughs> if the house would fall on me before that happens, uh,
2: I'd prefer that. I don't know. The house is unpredictable. It's weird. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like every time I'm in here, the hairs on my neck just start standing up. It's like sometimes I'll be standing in the living room and the dread settles over me like a weighted blanket and other times it's fine and then it'll just happen in the kitchen and I can't write it off as anxiety because, I don't know, it's the house and it feels like the house watches. You think so? I mean, yeah. I don't know. You got any ideas of what we could do before Lydia gets in?
4: Well, we can't break out. I don't want to try and force a door because I'll assume I'll end up in limbo somewhere. I don't know what the house wants yet, but I just want to leave.
2: Do you think we should check the basement?
4: Ugh! Sure, I'm already feeling kind of scared, so let's go into the part of the house that's so creepy I'd rather risk hurling myself into purgatory.
2: I mean, I like to think of it as a cool hangout spot if you're a teenage demon who wants to vape out of sight of Pazuzu.
4: (sighs) At this point, I'd take the teenage vaping basement demons.
2: I bet they know how to have a good time at least. Like, I just wish I could just open the stupid back door and... I think think it's funny funny that that you think think you're you're going going to make it it out out of this alive. alive. Jude, you, you will be, be picked, picked off one, one by, by one. By the last one standing, standing will be gifted the chance to watch the others fall. You cannot, cannot hide. You cannot I will chew the, the sinews from, from your bones, bones and enjoy every, every moment of it.
4: of it. What the hell? Don't touch the door. What? Do you remember any of what just happened?
2: I touched the door?
4: Yes. And then your voice went all weird and you started saying creepy things. Creepy Lydia things.
2: No. Really? Really? That is upsetting at the very least.
4: Yeah, just a little. Are you
2: okay? I think so. I think let's just figure out how to get out of here.
0: Hey, Claire, any luck? What? Oh, n- no, not really. I'm just skimming through a few of these books, but there's not a lot about the house itself or what might reside in it. What if we just ask nicely? Like, maybe it wants something. What do you want, house? A new roof? Double glazed windows? Blood sacrifice? I'm not exactly
4: sure what double glazed windows are.
0: You know, neither am I. I I, I think I heard my parents talking about it once, though. Maybe try being more polite. I'm not groveling to a house. Can't hurt. Fine. Fine. Okay. How about this? Oh, exalted structure, we are but your humble servants. We wish to serve... Uh, we beg of you, though we are not worthy. Tell us your desires so that we might fill them and then vacate. P- please? I don't please,
4: huh? I guess you're reading the wrong books.
0: I don't recognize this one. Siamaki. What? That's the title. Okay. What does that mean?
2: I'm I'm not sure. I mean, I'd, I'd look it up, but I guess we're in a Faraday cage now because I don't
0: have any signal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't either. Do you want to blame my internet service or the supernatural for this one? Why not both? Hmm. Okay, so this book is empty. Great. Very useful. Thanks, house. I'm going to get a glass of water.
4: Uh, I'll go get it. I need one, too. Uh,
0: I'll be right back. You feeling okay? Yeah.
2: I I mean, I guess. Why wouldn't I be? You know, the house is weird. And
0: you've had issues with it before. I'm fine. I can keep it together.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll trust you on that. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like this place hates us. It has its own needs. Yeah, and so do I. The ability, to go, the ability to go outside for one. That's my right. My First Amendment right. Does Canada have a First Amendment? Yes, technically it's the recognition of Manitoba as a province, and I'm going to recognize it so hard when I get out. Can I see the book? Sure. Don't know what it's going to tell you. I thought you said this was empty. It is. Uh, no, it isn't. What? There's text in here, like a bunch of it.
0: No, no, it was blank when I looked at it.
2: Well, it's not anymore, so maybe the house is giving us an answer, finally. Okay, what does it say? Uh, Oh, God, this text is so small. Uh, From above as below, the bones of the house must be destroyed. The lock will be negated when the lost can leave. I will let you out for a price paid in ash. Okay, so who's the lost? Maybe yes. I mean, I know I'm holding on by a thread most days. Okay,
0: from above. The ceiling? The roof? I don't know. How many bodies does this place have in it? You'd be surprised. Uh, Anyway, okay, bones could be metaphorical, like the actual structure. It could mean a lot of things. The support beams, the studs. Do we have to destroy this place with us in it? I don't like that plan. Nope.
2: Lydia be doing this as well? Is this a trick? I don't know.
0: Claire? Yeah? Owen's been gone too long. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Owen? Owen. Should we go check? Probably. I thought you said you didn't have signal.
2: I don't. Uh,
0: Hello?
5: Do you, Do you know, know where,
2: where I, I am? am? Owen? The only way the out
0: is, is with blood. blood. You, you must bleed if you, if want, you want the others, others to be free. Was was that him? Was that Owen? Uh, he usually
2: sounds a little less demonic, but like it's been a weird afternoon. So, uh, you never know. But uh, we kind of need to go check the kitchen. Why is the kitchen door closed? Hey? Hey
0: Owen, you in there? Owen? Oh jeez, why is this door locked as well? Hello? He Oh he's not in here. Well then
2: where the hell is he then?
4: What you guys doing?
2: (gasps) What? (gasps) Where
0: were you?
4: The the bathroom?
0: Okay, if you were in the bathroom, who is pounding on the kitchen door? On on what door? The kitchen door.
4: Uh, well, not me.
2: Okay, things are now getting really weird. Uh,
4: I'm going to assume you didn't paint that either?
2: What? Oh.
0: That's new. Do you think it's blood? Yeah, yeah, I do.
2: That doesn't look like it's painted. It looks like it's seeping
0: out of the wall. Turn me to ash... Let me leave. I will open the door. Well, on the
2: upside, good thing Mr. Realtor Man isn't here. This would definitely work against the resale value of the house. Just uh, don't, don't touch it, okay?
4: Thanks, I wasn't going to.
2: I mean, I was, but you ruined it. Oh, gross. Just imagine, though, for a moment that it's just strawberry compote. Maybe the house wants us to have a snack.
4: I feel like that's not how this works, but uh, should I make scones just in case? <laughs> So what does the book say now? Anything new?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, there's something new. Ash on the door handle will open the lock. The bones of the house must burn at your hands. Under a child's eye are bones. I cannot stay in this hell any longer. I am the keeper of the key and the bones of the house, and I can release the hold if the ash is spread. I would like to go. I must go. I must go. Can I see that? Sure. All right, spooky book.
2: Hit me. Ooh, someone's feeling wordy. The hands push in, but I will not let them enter. I will not let you leave. I carry the weight with me. In the dark, I can only feel the weight of the dirt and the wood and the endless glass. For what is one life for another? What is the blood of one body taken for another's strength? When does the regret set in? After one? After many? I can no longer speak. I long for a voice. I will take the voice of the one who reads. What? I will take the voice of the one who reads.
4: What do you think that means?
2: I will take the voice of the one who reads. Oh, no. Jude? I will take the voice of the one who reads.
0: Jude, you there? I will take the voice of the one who reads. Should we leave? I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Ju- Jude, can you just stay here for us? Just just for one sec. Does anyone ever escape loneliness? Uh, uh. Good point. Um, Okay, we'll just be in the hallway for one second, okay? Owen? What
4: the hell do we do now?
0: Okay, we'll just start. Maybe we don't touch things. Uh, Touch nothing in the house.
4: Okay, what about Judith?
0: Okay, I guess we'll just listen to what the book's voice has to say. Something about bones, probably. Whatever that means. I just don't get why ghosts have to be so cryptic. Like why can't they just be clear and concise? It's it's kind of rude, to be honest.
4: I mean, they got a lot of time to kill to think of riddles. Is someone buried in the wall?
0: I really hope not. I don't want to tear out drywall.
4: I feel like the whole outside of the house is getting more and more tainted as we go.
0: You think it's getting worse?
4: Is that wall behind you an exterior one? Yeah. All right. Uh, what happens if I put my hand right here? You'll,
0: You'll never, never escape. escape. Even, Even if, if you, you do, do I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for you outside.
4: outside. <coughs> yeah, okay. Uh, did I say something creepy? Sure did. <sighs> All right. The walls are still lava.
0: And it's spreading. Lydia's tainting this from the outside.
4: Uh, okay. Hmm. Let's let's check that book again. Also, let's make sure Judith's okay and not, like, bleeding out of her eyeballs or something.
0: I mean, okay, I was never, I never bled out my eyes while possessed. That I saw. You know, possession is really less of an external nightmare and more of an internal existential horror that rips your own agency and mind away from you and makes you feel as though you can never trust yourself or anything ever again. Although, I think my hair has never looked better. Like inside, I I feel like my soul was put through a chipper shredder and I don't know who I am anymore as a person, but like physically, such good skin.
4: I mean, you were glowing, but I kind of assumed that was, like, demon fire or something.
0: You know, you'd think that, but I was just using a retinol. <sighs>
4: Whatever. Hey, Jude, uh... Where is she? She didn't come past us. She must have gone into the dining room and then around. <sighs> Jude!
0: Judith? Judith? God damn it. <laughs> Upstairs? Yeah... Okay. Okay, let me grab the book and we'll go check. She's not in any of the rooms up here. Where else could she be? The attic?
4: Right. What if she's, like, waiting for us?
0: Like, to attack us? Yeah, I guess. I mean, she's strong, but she's not coordinated. Yeah, but maybe the book
4: book demon ghost thing is, like, controlling her body or something.
0: Okay. All right. Well, plan, if she attacks us, let's stop her without having anyone get thrown down the stairs. Great plan.
4: Hello? Hello. Hello. Uh, how's it going?
2: The walls are closing in. You exist within them, with me, and soon you will join. I am the bones of the house. Please burn me.
4: Let's not say we didn't
0: Okay, come on, book Give me something here The ash would give you the chance
2: to liberate I would like to leave I would like to go home
4: Can you be less cryptic and weird?
0: I would like to go home Okay, are you a part of the house? I am the bones and I am the key Okay, do we we have to burn the walls? Are you the studs? Just stop being annoying and tell me No, I must burn the bones of the house
4: You keep saying that One above? In here? Either way, or either that, or it really does want a new roof.
0: Okay, so I mean, this was my biological mother's childhood bedroom. A child's eye. I need something else to work with. I hate ambiguous clues. I I don't even like crossword puzzles. Okay, um, come on, give me something. Okay, okay, all right, here we go. What does it say? Please give me a moment. You are too impatient. Wow, okay, I'm getting admonished by a book now. Is it,
2: is it hot in here? The anger presses inwards. I am the keeper of the house, but another pushes in for the space. What is this room but a keeper of secrets? What are the bones of the house? They are here. They are me. They are... Don't touch the wall! This house house shall be enrobed in in flames, flames. and I will watch as you burn. Trapped within its walls, you will will never escape these confines, and I will be more powerful powerful for it. it. Ow, what just happened? (sighs) Why are we upstairs? Jude, are are you all right? No. Yes? No. Okay. (sighs) Okay. I just feel like I got a real overload, like a crowd was trying to push their way out through my rib cage, and Jesus, my head feels like there's fireworks going off in it. Is this what having someone else in your body feels like, felt like for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, i I describe it more like a thousand people trying to give you paper cuts from the inside out, but, but I get what you're saying. I do.
4: <sighs> Something happened. After you were reading from the book, it was... It was like it was speaking through you.
2: Yeah, I felt like I was underwater.
4: And then you touched the wall, don't touch the wall, and suddenly you
0: flipped out. I feel like a switch went off in my head. I think that's what happened. It, it was too much at once. You, you blew the fuse, I guess? So, so whatever from the book that was controlling you couldn't handle Lydia's attempt to get in, and vice versa. <sighs> Am I me now? How do you feel? Like trash. Okay, how do you normally feel? Also like trash. Okay, I think I'm me again. Welcome back.
2: (sighs) What did I miss?
4: Do you know what the bones of the house are?
2: No? Yes? Yes. I don't know. It feels fuzzy.
0: What do you remember?
2: Someone died here. A lot of people died here. No. There was someone specific. There was a young man, and he died here. And he came in one day, and he never left, and his blood is in these walls.
4: What about his bones? Are we talking about literal bones here, or...?
2: Yes, I think. He's still here. The blood is the blood and the writing on the walls, and there's... (sighs) My head feels thick. You ever just had someone try to, like, push their way out through your brain? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, he's... He's willing to help, but Claire's right. The house has needs and we're trapped in here and the walls are closing in and the house is made of ghosts and I just feel like my brain is like a, you ever just feel like your brain's like a blown out circuit board? No. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. He was young. He was young, younger than us and they kept the bones, but I don't know where to somewhere, but they're in here.
0: Okay. Is it finally time to tear down the drywall? Like- uh, look in boxes? I, uh, what?
2: Have you tried asking nicely?
0: Seriously? Well, can't hurt.
2: He seemed like a kind enough dude, I guess. A bit presumptuous. Like, I personally wouldn't take over some, a stranger's body just to spout riddles at them. But what do I know? I'm not dead.
4: Not yet, anyway.
0: Not helping. Not helping. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um, book. Book, can you please tell us what you want? Clearly. We just want to help. Please. And, and and thank you? What does it say? Look in the closet. There's a small box on the left. Are you kidding me? Oh my <laughs> god. Book, I don't know whether to give you points for that or to hollow you out and use you for storage.
2: <sighs> you get more spirits with honey than you do blood. I swear to god. <sighs> Oh, all right, cool. (laughs) So what's in the box? A skull?
4: Oh, man. I was kind of hoping it would just be a couple finger bones or something, but I am pleasantly disgusted.
0: Okay. Is this yours? Yes. I will let you leave if you burn the bones. Let me leave.
4: Well, we can't set it on fire here. That's a recipe for us actually burning the house down if we don't die of carbon monoxide poisoning first.
2: Well, the bones have to be burned, or else we just wait for Lydia to get in, and that
0: feels a lot worse. Hmm. I have an idea. Are you seriously heating the bones under the broiler? If you got a better idea, I'd like to hear it. Okay, if all else fails, we can make a nice roasted bone broth.
2: What's a haunted food? Like, instead of a goulash, you just have a ghoulish.
0: Did you get his name? Hmm? Whoever's bones they are, did you get his name? (sighs) No, I didn't.
2: Sorry, dude. I hope our mediocre cremation attempt helps.
4: I think these shouldn't burn until about, I don't know, like a thousand degrees, but hey, these are ashing up really nicely.
2: I mean, nothing makes sense today, so I'm just going to roll with it.
0: Should I try asking? Politely. Can we please go? Thank you. Okay.
3: What the hell are you still doing here? Oh, waiting for my Uber. (laughs) How long have you been out here? Uh, Five minutes at most. I mean, I needed to send a couple of texts before I headed out. I have appointments, you know. Five minutes? No, we've, we've been in here for ages. It's only two forty-five. Oh, that's not good. Why? The only not good thing happening around here is you messing with my chance to make a big sale. Ugh! It looks like a nasty storm rolling in.
0: That's ominous.
3: Perhaps, if you're into that kind of thing.
2: And what are you into?
3: Leaving. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss. Uh, the, the, the showing is no longer happening. Oh no.
2: Hello, Lydia.
5: Hi, everyone. I'd like to make an offer.
4: Parkdale Haunt is an original podcast created and written by Alex Nursall and Emily Kellogg. This episode was directed and produced by Alex Nursall, with sound design by Ian Bodie. Our live engineer is Cam Nursall, and our theme music is by Phil Wright, featuring Emily Kellogg as Claire, Alex Nursall as Judith, Ian Bodie as Owen. Taylor Davis as Austin Bird and Jocelyn Dotta as Lydia. This episode was recorded live at Toronto Comic-Con and we are distributed by the Rogers Frequency Podcast Network.
2: Hello, welcome to Parkdale Hot Live, the Q&A portion. <laughs>
0: Thanks for being oh, here,
2: yes, everyone. Thank you for being here, everybody. Um, for anyone, I'm, I'm actually curious, who here has listened to the show before? Alright, okay, cool. Ooh, okay. Hi. <laughs> Just FYI, this episode is non-canonical If you do go back and listen to the show This episode, firmly non-canonical But, uh, but still fun So yes, hello, my name is Alex Nursall. I am the uh, co-creator, co-writer And director of the show And I play Judith We have Emily Kellogg here Who is also the co-creator and co-writer We have Ian Bodie, who if you listen to the show Is our uh, sound designer And he plays Owen And then we have our little guests over here Our Justin. wonderful actors Yes are from our stable of people. Um, and yes, we, uh, we are doing a little
0: Q&A. I don't know if people have questions off the bat or anything. If Yeah, we can answer questions about the show or about podcasting more generally. Yeah, um, in case you're
2: just like, I have a question about podcasts in general, and then I will try my best to answer for
0: all podcasts.
2: But, yeah, Alex speaks,
0: she's legion, so Alex speaks for all podcasts. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's how it
2: works. Um, and if all else fails... Jocelyn can ask us some questions. So, if my handwriting's bad, feel free to feel free to um, like make fun of me on stage. So, oh,
5: don't worry. I have years of practice doing that. What making fun of me or reading the hand- my handwriting? <laughs> I mean, a bit of both. Column A, column B. Does anybody have any questions? Oh, yes. Here, what would you like to ask? How are the names
2: inspired? The names of the characters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. that's actually, actually, you're the first person to ever ask that. Um, so thank you. Nice um, yeah. I think the. Um, should I tell the actual story of where Judith and Claire came from? Because it's embarrassing for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell, if it's embarrassing, it's the no, kind yeah. of embarrassing. Now that you've said that. Yeah. <laughs> so so years several years ago, I, the Judith and Claire names came from several years ago. I was uh, you were Emily was going sort of you were going through something, and I wrote you a story, that also worked in like it was like a jokey thing that involved uh, characters from another show we listened to
0: i want to say it's like a fanfic but it wasn't it was like it was a self-insert fanfic yeah kind of and i was claire and she was judith
2: yeah and so and so i wrote that and then when we started writing the show we thought it would i i guess we just were like let's use the names um i don't know where owen came from just felt right it just felt right man um Austin Bird came because we wanted to make bird puns. Yes, we just wanted to make a lot of puns about bird. It's just very fun to make bird puns, and all of the last names of the characters, which which don't get mentioned a lot, but are there, are all relate back to um, various uh, women artists and writers. So, um, like for an example, uh, Judith's last name is Anthony. There is an artist named Janine Anthony, who uh, she was. Uh, she's an artist I really like a lot. Uh, her work involves a lot of things about the body and stuff like that. So it kind of, it sort of very, very loosely plays into the character. But yeah, if you if you find all the characters' last names, they all play into either women writers or artists. So
0: Yeah, so the heretofore untold uh, history of Parkdale Haunt uh, came from a self-insert fanfic turned into <laughs> a horror podcast. Deeply embarrassing, thank you. <laughs> so, but yes, thank you.
5: Does anyone else from the audience have a question?
2: So yeah, so in case anyone can hear, the question was: Is this an actual episode or is this a sample of the whole season? And the answer is: It's an actual episode. It's just a standalone version, so it doesn't really fit into like the canonical timeline. But it does, uh, like the the vibe is similar. I would say that like if you listen to the actual show, though, it is Generally spookier. It's much harder to be scary when you're sitting in front of someone in a brightly lit room. So we decided to lean a bit more on humor for this one.
0: I don't know. Speak for yourself. I think people are terrified of me, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Get this man out of here. I'm scary. I
2: know. All right. I think we had another question right here. Yeah, I was going to ask who are
5: the characters in the *Self Insert*
2: fanfic.
0: The, oh, just Claire and Judith. Yes. So Claire and Judith originated as like Claire was like me. She really liked cats and blazers. Yeah, I mean, I <gasps> oh, um, another amazing horror podcast called the Magnus Archives. That's how that's how we got into horror. We bonded over both loving this podcast. Yeah, and I was really I was really going through it at the time, and uh, so Alex was a great friend. I wrote it
2: as a gift. Um, There was no Owen. I'm really sorry, Ian. it's it's all right. Yeah, Owen. uh, Owen showed up later on, and originally, the funny part is that when we when I started writing the show, we started writing it. um, Owen's role was supposed to be like I don't know, like four lines.
1: And yeah, that
2: it, changed. Yeah, that changed a lot. <laughs> so, um. Okay,
5: I think I saw another hand go up over here. Yeah, do
4: you have any uh, plans of taking the story into any other media, or are you strictly happy with podcast and audio?
2: I mean, if somebody, if, if, if there's someone from Netflix here who wants to give us <laughs> a TV show, please speak to me afterwards.
5: Okay, but if you make that deal, can you make sure we all get to play our characters? On no. That? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, I mean like I would love to Do something more with it um, Whether or not That would ever Actually happen Is up to the Streaming gods At this point
4: Yeah we might uh, Do a board game Too you know oh my God, Ooh, That'd be great
2: I'm just Yeah <laughs> Ooh I would If there was a graphic novel I would lose I would, my mind
4: It would lend itself Well to that actually.
2: Yes yeah, Yes sure. Yes If anyone knows any uh, TV people Or graphic novel Artists Or uh, Like Steven Spielberg Call me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, All right. Any other
2: audience
5: questions? No? Okay. Well, good thing we came prepared. <laughs> so uh, I guess this one goes to Alex and uh, Emily. What inspired you to make the podcast?
2: Is it is it the the I want? It. It's not the self insert fanfic, okay? <laughs> That's just really you're the ridiculous. one who brought that up. I know it's just it's one of those things that I'm like someday I know this will because I'm like I know you know and someday you'll say it. I'm like I should say it first because I know and now we're gonna like put the episode out and everyone's gonna hear it and I'm gonna regret talking about it. But whatever. Oh, um, this is going on our
0: feed, by the way. This yes, will go on our podcast be, feed. Yes, but uh,
2: do you want to talk about inspiration, Emily?
0: Sure. I mean, the inspiration was just that both of us got into horror fiction podcasts at the same time, which would have been maybe like what, like 2017, 2018, 2017, 2018. Um, and we were just binging everything we could get our hands on and there wasn't too much out at the time. So there was just like, um, Limetown and S town, S town. Well, no, that no, wasn't a horror a podcast. <laughs> just a bunch of town um, ones. Magnus archives, uh, yeah. black tapes. Yeah. Alice and, is, and we just kind of yeah. went through all of the content. We'd listen to everything, and we're like, we want more things to listen to. So we're like, why don't we make something? And I'm a huge horror fan, and Alex has been working in the audio space for a long time. So when we got together to talk about story, we were able to merge sort of like horror and audio to create to create this.
2: Yeah, and then and then somehow I convinced Ian to join in. So yeah, I don't know
4: how
2: I don't know why you keep joining in on these things. I like, keep asking uh, you yeah, weird uh, questions.
4: You're like, oh, I got this. Uh, this idea can we just like flesh it out and see if it it works it was a two minute demo of this idea that we did and we did the sound design it sounded pretty cool and i was like all right well that was fun and then and then like a month later or so, they're like, well, well, I got a couple episodes. Maybe we could try. They're like 15 minutes long. They're not, they're not that involved. And then flash forward to uh, now where they're like 40 minute episodes with uh, full sound design. And
2: they were nice.
4: and they, They're In, great. But yeah, it, it just, it kind of grew. It blossomed as it were.
2: Yeah, I always I I can still remember the feeling of telling you that it was like each episode's going to be like 15 minutes long and then we recorded one and I'm like this was 35 minutes long and there's so much sound design. Ian's going to kill me later. So, <laughs> but you stuck around so thank no, you. No, it's
4: uh yeah. it's awesome, yeah. A lot of fun to do. And uh I think to your point uh, about if this episode was uh, you know, a standalone or a real episode or whatever. One thing I will add to you is is Listening to them, the ones that we kind of produce in the studio and stuff, they have a lot more sound design and a lot mm-hmm. more um, created space. So it's, it's a little bit different in terms of the overall feel. So go uh, check it out and see if, uh, see if you like it for sure. Yeah,
2: they're very they're very involved. Yeah.
5: Do we do we have a question from the audience over there?
2: Okay, cool, yeah, question. yeah. So if you couldn't hear that, it's how do you deal with writer's block and coming up with ideas uh, for the story? And I think that, like, oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I mean, like, when we sat down, when we when we originally came up with the idea, Emily and I sat down, and we kind of loosely mapped out what the story would be, so we had, like, a vague path that we could follow. And we always knew that there would be, like, things that would change, and there's lots of stuff that has changed from that, like, original plan, Um but I think when it comes to, like, I know for I'll answer for myself, when it comes to, like, writer's block in those moments where I'm, like, looking at a script and I'm staring at it and I'm trying to, like, will myself to be creative, which is, like, impossible. Um, part of it is, like, I'll usually just, like, take, you know, I'll do the obvious things. i like, I'll take a break. I'll take a walk. I'll, like, sort of, like, reset my brain. But then I know for this, because it's a horror show, part of what I end up doing is I sit down and I, like, zone out for a minute and I think... What really makes me uncomfortable, and then I just start writing that stuff down. <laughs> so I just because like a lot of a lot of the times I'll h- sort of hit a block on like a like a spooky scene or something, and so and yeah, in the context of this show, it ends up being a lot of like what what makes me feel just scared, and I'll start writing it down.
0: So yeah, I feel like I mean like this it, that's very specific for this show, but
2: Emily. I think-
0: yeah, something that works really well, because Alex and I are writing partners, and, we, and we've been working on this together the entire time, and um, so it's kind of collaborative. So having that partnership, we're able to just kind of get together and talk things through, and a lot of the times we'll talk through a concept, um, and we'll kind of learn, and the story will grow through that collaborative process, and so I do find that that helps. It, it kind of takes you away from like just staring at the blank screen to actually having like a dynamic way to, to work things out and see where things move forward. Um, But the other thing I just always say about writer's block in general is, and I know it's a cliche, but it's just... Watch everything, read everything, play video games, look for inspiration in all different ways. If something's not coming to you, um, try binge watching a new show, try reading a new book. Um, I always say that writing isn't just the time when you're sitting at the page typing, like writing is about thinking, writing is about engaging with the world and kind of letting your creativity flow all the time.
2: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely like getting, like I'll just start like just trying to read something else or do something else. So and I find that that sort of helps break the the clog in my brain.
0: Thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. I, think. I think we
5: have another question. Right yes. Here. Uh, um, uh, is there
0: any like, other shows that you'd like recommend
2: to uh, people who like fun film on? Yes. Yes. Like are you thinking like podcasts or like just like any sort of media? All right, yeah. Other show recommendations if you like this show. I mean, an obvious one is The Magnus Archives, which was a real jumping-off point for us. Um, I personally was super, super inspired by uh, Video Palace, which is another short-run horror podcast, um, which is fantastic. It's like 10 episodes, and
0: it's very, very good. Um, Uh, Archive 81, which is now a TV show on Netflix, and it's also a horror podcast. Um, the white vault is fantastic. That's another horror podcast. Um, I always say this to Alex and I don't know how Alex feels about this. I feel like the vibe of our show is similar to supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) So how how many, how many people, how many people here watch supernatural?
2: I know that. Yes, I know. (laughs) Um, yes, no, I think I, I, you know what? Yes, I agree. (laughs) Um, Thank you. But, uh, but yeah, Ian, anything? Um,
4: I think uh, Limetown, that's an an older podcast, but I really, really liked that, and I kind of took a bit of inspiration in terms of the sound design and stuff from that one, uh, which is pretty good.
0: Oh, and before I forget, I also want to shout out another Toronto podcast, Malevolent, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of fun. Yeah.
5: I think I saw a hand going up over here.
4: Right here. Hi. Hi. Hi.
2: Okay, yeah. So for yeah, so how do we how do we plan a season? So the standard way that we do it is um Emily and I will sort of spend like usually like several months kind of like going over scripts back and forth, writing stuff, sort of passing them back and forth with notes um until we have something that's about as close to locked as it can be because things always change and lord knows that the day before a show, like a record i'm like sitting there being like what if i moved this scene and just like shifting stuff around um and then we once we get that done we get into the studio and do an incredibly disjoint series of recordings it is if you listen to the show it sounds i find it sounds very smooth the recording process is not it is re- all over the place and we're just recording like once like you know like one chunk of dialogue and then another chunk of dialogue for the same episode like six weeks later and I think like the last thing we recorded was season for last season was just a bunch of pain noises for episode 20. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. It's just, uh, um, so then we do that. Uh, once we get
0: the I think, I think this is our first time ever doing an entire episode in order start to finish. Yes. Yes. We've We've never done that before. This
2: this literally has never happened before. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, even the episodes that sound like they should be, um, really like, like one long thing tends to be like multiple sessions. Um, And then, yeah, once that's done, uh, it goes to me. I cut all the dialogue into something functioning so that we actually have everything timed out. And then it goes to Ian and I go, here you go. Make it sound scary because, you know, it's (laughs) not scary. A horror podcast with no sound design. It's just people (laughs) reacting to nothing.
4: Yeah, it's great. I always look forward to getting the, the scripts and be like. So what exactly are you gonna try and make me do now?
2: What's like, the what's the, can, can you name something like what's the hardest thing that I've asked you to do sound design for? because uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like a door closing. Like
4: season two, you mean? Like oh the boy. entirety? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> season two is the um, answer. Yeah.
4: No, I think probably, probably the like hundred million centipedes crawling up from a rusty old pipe into a shower. <laughs> yeah. That's very specific.
2: <laughs> so, uh, And they're not known for, like, sound. Like, bugs aren't a kind of thing where you're like, yeah, house centipede. I know what that sounds like.
4: Yeah. So you kind of got to have some artistic license with that.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And. Uh,
4: but, uh, yeah, that's, that's my go-to for that one. <laughs> for
5: sure. Ian, do you mind expanding a bit on the sound design process? Because I know this was an exceptional uh, episode because you, like, Parkdale haunt is very heavily influenced by the sound design and you can't really do that in a live reading. So for Mm -hmm. like normal episodes, how do you approach the work?
4: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so a lot of the time, once we get the final scripts done and I kind of read through them and see what we're, what we're kind of going for. Um, the first thing I like to do is kind of look through each scene and, see what the space is. We're like, where are they in the, in the scene and see if that has a sound. So say if they're in, you know, episode or uh, season one, you know, the basement was uh, featured quite often. So that needs a sound. So that every time we go to that scene, we kind of recognize, okay, that's where the characters are. And you can play with what the room sounds like in terms of what's going on around people as you know, they exist in that space. And what you can play with, uh, Reverb and, and stuff like that, equalization, to give the room a a sound when people are talking, so like what how I'm talking right now, and you can hear the reflections kind of off the wall. You dial that in there, so everyone sounds like they exist properly within that space. So I kind of do that for each episode before I even do any of the sound design or anything like that. And then I take the dialogue that you've edited together and put those people in that space and kind of listen through and see if it, sounds believable or if it sounds ridiculous enough. Um, and then I'll go through the script again and see each specific sound sound effect that's there. So like if someone's picking up a cup and putting it down, we time that out and put that in and kind of build it up tier by tier uh, until you kind of have a whole mishmash of, uh, of all the stuff that we're trying to, to include And then you do a mix, so kind of listen to it with uh, actual... Ideally, step away for a couple days or weeks and clear your head and then listen to it again and just kind of smooth everything out and blend it all into the final product that we then listen to.
5: When you're creating the sound effects, are some of them like practical effects or is it like created digitally? Like, how do you do that?
4: It's definitely a mixture of both. Um, A lot of the stuff that is people produced, so like if someone's scuffling with another person or taking off their coat and hanging it up and putting their keys down on the uh, the table there or something like that, a lot of the time I'll have a mic up and I'll just go do it and record it. A, because it sounds to me more real. It sounds more convincing because you're actually doing the thing. And B, it takes a lot less time. Um, (laughs) But uh, then I also do a lot of digital stuff where there's, you know, these really strange sounds that happen that are supernatural or otherworldly and such. And obviously I can't go into the studio and, you know, make a chair disappear into thin air or something. So Have you tried? I <laughs> once once. Yeah. 6 hours later yeah. <laughs> Um and then yeah, just uh build up some of those sound effects digitally as well. Cool.
5: Yeah. I feel like we had Oh sorry Alex, were you going to add? I think yeah, we had another question.
1: Is it inspired by any news item That you would
2: read Or that you come across How is it just haunted Nice Yes the question is Is Parkdale Haunt Inspired by any sort of news item Or anything it came across And hilariously Kind of yes <laughs> Sort of There was an article that ran in in Toronto Life back in 2017, 2018, that was called My Reno from Hell, and it has nothing to do with hauntings or anything. It was just like a bad renovation. But Emily and I saw that title and we thought it was very funny. And we were like, what if it was the Reno from Hell? But actually, and that was the jump off point was we started with like, what if you tried renovating a house and it actually was the worst experience of your entire life, which renovating mostly is. But this time there's but demons. De- yes, now there's <laughs> demons. So, so yes, actually, yeah. Um, I actually, oh, yes. Was there any like scene or gag that you really wanted to do but you just not fit in? Ooh. Oh, is there anything I wanted to do? There's lots of stuff I wanted to do. I would love to do, I was saying this to, I was saying we talked about it and I was saying this to Ian, but I would love to do an episode like that's basically just the descent.
0: Yeah, we're trying to figure out how to fit in A, a cave situation. You're trapped underground. We're not sure how to do it or if we can do it yeah <laughs> but uh yeah we want to do a hole sinkholes Sink
5: <laughs> yeah. that's
4: what I said yeah, <laughs> yeah. sinkhole Sink in the
5: basement done yes. I
2: figured it out <laughs> we, had, we had a bunch of we had a bunch of thoughts about that and it was like well why would they be in a cave and it's like they got lost um as a team building exercise <laughs> <laughs> um, like yeah, they're just they're just there. I kept being like what if it was a work thing? It's <laughs> like I was like they work in a recording studio. Somebody
5: takes up spelunking or cave diving,
0: I feel yeah. like it would be Judith. It would be
2: I was like, I was saying that, yeah, when, when Emily suggested that we, we do a cave episode that's based around like they go on a work excursion, I was like, Ian and I work in an actual recording studio and you can barely get these people to go on a boat <laughs> and they don't have to do anything. They just got to go outside. So, yeah, they're not going in a cave.
5: <laughs> it's too bad Lydia and Judas split up because I feel like Lydia would be the one convinced judith to go cave dive yeah but
2: she'd kill her while she's there (laughs) yeah what
5: a cute date (laughs) Uh, any other audience questions i don't know how we are for time should i keep asking questions Uh, i I mean
2: i yeah let's
5: keep going i'm
2: I'm going until someone makes me stop
5: Um... alex i'm gonna i'm gonna jump around on your questions i'm gonna ask taylor a question because he hasn't Spoken up at all yet <laughs> How do you get into character For Austin Bird And there's a note from Alex here that says Do not say anything that could get us sued
3: <laughs> well, no, I mean uh, That character is, is Well it's very easy It's just very swarmy, And it's just like And also if you've ever rented in Toronto or anything like Living here is a nightmare <laughs> uh, so I, I picture him such a villain, like a, extremely like a, manipulative and like likes taking advantage of people, so that, that point, and I feel like he'd be over the top articulate over the top like and an extremely confident when it comes to those sort of things, uh, so it took nothing to get into character for him. I was like, I already know who, who he is, kind of thing
0: yeah. we did also like when I wrote that character, I had Taylor in mind like when we first, when Alex and I first wrote this character, actually it was before. Alex and Taylor had really interacted. And I, was, and I was like, no, I just imagined this guy's specific voice. I imagined Taylor doing it. Yeah, we wrote all the dialogue. And then I was
2: like, I don't know. Normally, like, like, I work as a casting director. And I was like, normally I know what things sound like. And then I got there and I was like, I don't know what this guy sounds like. And I don't know what this character sounds like. Please help. And then Taylor walked in and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, can I actually, I want to ask a question yeah. that's in there. And that is for... You too. And I want to know, what's the hardest thing that we've... What's the hardest episode that you worked on? I'm curious. For Emily and Ian.
0: It was the first one. It was the first one that we recorded of season two last year where I'm slipping in and out of being possessed. Yeah. And I just remember, because my character is possessed I don't know if you guys caught that but um, (laughs) (laughs) I I keep breaking through as the real Claire character and then going back to the demon character and just like emotionally it was exhausting I think I like I started like shaking like it was a whole it was a whole thing because it was like trying to really get that primal fear and trying to have that feeling of like not being in control of your body so that was definitely I think the thing that springs to mind Mm
4: -hmm. yeah and I think season 2 for me. I think it was 19. Ooh, that was a that was a rough one. Where yeah, my character <laughs> was supposed to be stuck in a coffin underground for the entire episode. Yes. Thinking that he was going to die. Yeah. And uh we ended up like making a little box of baffles and stuff in the studio and I crawled in there with my scripts and like put the the wood on top of me and Kind of did the whole thing like that, really got into it, but that was tough, and my knees hurt after,
2: yeah, that was like that was like the the that was I think that like that was the hardest one to direct because it was like. It was like, it was late too. We were there at like nine o'clock at night. It's dark in the studio and I'm just like alone in this room and I can't see you because you're on the ground yep. and it's just, and you turn the lights out.
4: I was really getting into you it. You
2: were right? into it. It was yeah. like Ian's in the dark with like a little itty bitty book light in like a box and yeah. I'm just listening to you panic and I'm like... I know it's fake but I'm dying right now. Um and then it was just very stressful. And then uh and then yeah, it's the only episode with no with no funny outtakes. None. There's yeah, it it was just, all that was all business. Yeah.
5: Well, I remember listening to that episode as an audience member and I was out. So I always listen to them during the day while I'm outside for a walk because otherwise I won't be able to sleep. But I remember listening to that while like out for a walk in the forest and feeling claustrophobic. Like yeah. I was like, "Ugh, get me out of here!" Great job, Ian.
2: <laughs> right on. It's Deeply Thank stressful. <laughs>
0: So I understand that if your character was buried alive, you might not want to go caving on a work <laughs> <laughs> as a work yeah. thing. I didn't think
2: about that. Day. That was my—that was my first I get thought. it. <laughs> oh, it's not going underground again. He already got buried alive once. In there, done that. Yeah. thank you. Uh, it was rough as hell. Yeah. But,
0: uh, I think we should probably wrap
2: up. Yeah, I think we should wrap up. So. Thank you very much for everyone for coming out. Thank you to the Frequency team for getting us involved in this and the team at Comic-Con. And uh, thanks to our cast and cast here. Uh, Thank you to Cam over there, tucked back there, for doing the audio stuff. And uh, thank you very much for coming out. Thank you.
3: Thank you.